Praise God and welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Before we dive into the word today, let's pray. Dear Lord God, Jehovah, most awesome and wonderful Lord God, we just praise your most magnificent name. And I want to thank you, Lord, for this opportunity for us to be able to partake in of your word today. Lord God, I pray that you will prepare the hearts and minds and spirits of every single listener, Lord God, so that these words that come forth may be planted deeply within our spirits so that when the enemy rears his ugly head, Lord God, that they would just come bubbling up so that we can defeat him. Lord God, let this message go in the direction that you would want it to go for your glory, for your honor, and for your praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, praise God. Once again, welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. And as you always hear me say, if you don't have your Bibles with you, take a moment and pause this message and grab your Bibles and maybe a highlighter and a pen in case Holy Spirit reveals some things to you that you want to take take down, take some notes on or or highlight in your Bible. And then come on back and resume this message so that you can follow along with us today uh, in the things that we're going to be we're going to be discussing and looking into. Praise God. It's a special time of the year, this time of the year. Okay, it's Christmas time. It's the time that we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you've noticed at least, and this is something that I've noticed over the years, is that there's a lot of joy around this time of the year. Even if people don't know Jesus, they are still joyful during this time of the year. They still find joy in, in, in giving gifts on, on, on Christmas. And I'm a firm believer that the reason why there's so much joy around the world for those that celebrate Christmas is because we as Christians are on one accord about December 25th being the day that we celebrate the birth of Christ. And because we are on one accord around that and because of the importance of this day, that joy just starts to spread and permeate all across the globe. And so people that don't even know Jesus are experiencing that, that, that joy. And, and God can give anybody joy anytime that, 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 he sees, that he sees fit. You don't have to be a believer to feel God's presence. Okay? You don't have to be a believer to feel God's joy. God can put his presence around you and help you to feel that and to feel that joy as a way to call out to you to say, I want you to accept my son, Jesus, because what he has what he's done for you already so that you can have a relationship with him. And today's message is going to be looking at the birth of Christ. But we really want to be what we're really going to be looking at, along with the birth of Christ, is really understanding who Jesus really, really is. As a Christian, sometimes during this time of the year, we, we, we can lose sight of Jesus. We might put the fancy decorations outside with nativity scenes or, or, or something that, that says, you know, Jesus is the reason, reason for the season. But do we really, really, is, is that a fleeting thought or is that something that really is sunken deep within us and we actually take time and reflect on what this day really is and the significance of this day? In order to understand the significance of this day, I want to go back to the very, 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 very beginning to start building, to build a foundation of who Jesus is. Turn in your Bibles to John chapter one, John chapter one, and we're going to go to verse number one. 
And this is going to come out of the Amplified Bible that I'm reading here because there's some added pieces in this translation that really help help us to, to, to truly, truly wrap our heads around Jesus and, and who Jesus is. Because sometimes we take Jesus for granted. I've accepted him as my Lord and Savior. I end my prayers with his name. I know who he is. I know what he stands for. I know what this day is about. But sometimes that just becomes a fleeting thought and we don't really, really reflect on the significance of who Jesus actually is. So John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning before all time was the word Christ, and the word was with God, and the word was God himself. He was continually existing in the beginning co-eternally with God all things were made and came into existence through him and without him not even one thing was made that has come into being in him was life and the power to bestow it to bestow life and the life was the light of men the light shines on in the darkness and the darkness did not understand it or overpower it or appropriate it or absorb it and it is un and is unreceptive to it so what this really establishes is the fact that Jesus is God and Jesus existed from the beginning when God existed and Jesus had his hand in creation. Jesus is part of the Godhead, the Godhead being God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit. All three of them had all three of them being Three separate, not entities necessarily, but three different traits, if you will, of the same God all existed together in the beginning. So when God said, let there be light and that bang of his voice said, let there be light. Jesus created the light and the power of the Holy Spirit or Jesus carried out the action to create the light. And the power of the Holy Spirit is what brought the light into existence. So when we're thinking about December 25th, understand that we are celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. This same Jesus Christ, who is also God, that also created everything that is around us. Everything that came into existence was created by him and through him. This is who we are celebrating on December 25th every single year. It's his birth because of who he is. Okay. It's important that as children of God, that we don't overlook that, that we really, really understand and get it deep within our spirits who we are celebrating, and we're going to look at why we are celebrating Jesus Christ as well. And you may not have known Jesus. Maybe this is your first time hearing this message, and maybe it's never been told to you that Jesus is God. Maybe you've been told that Jesus was simply just a prophet, and he lived and he died, and that was it. Maybe that's what you, you were told. But if you see in these scriptures here, if this is your first time reading, you see Jesus was more than someone that just walked this earth for a period of time. He is God. He's the savior of mankind. Turn in your Bibles now to Matthew chapter one. Matthew chapter one. And we're going to go to, um, let's see, we're going to go to verse number 18 here. Okay. Matthew chapter one, verse 18. So some familiar scriptures here uh, that we're that we're used to seeing when we talk about the birth of Jesus Christ. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother, Mary, was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make, a public, make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. 
But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of Holy is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. If you don't have that underlined, underline that where it said he will save his people from their sins. So we can see here that Jesus is here to save those that call on him and to accept and, and uh, that call on him and accept him from their sins. OK, this is one of the reasons why this day is so important. Why it should be so important to everyone. It's not about the giving of the gifts. Yes, it's always good to to give something to someone and and watch them find joy in, in, in receiving that thing that you that you gave them. But this is it right here, because Jesus Christ will save his people from their sins. Those of us that have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior now have the ability to go to God the Father in the name of Jesus and ask them for ask him for forgiveness when we slip up. Because we're not perfect. Even after you accept Jesus Christ, we all slip and stumble. But through Jesus now, we actually have the ability to ask for forgiveness and God will forgive us. Important to understand as we as as we celebrate this day. Verse 21 again, and she being Mary will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Underline where it says God with us, okay? because that means that God is always with us no matter what. No matter what, the beautiful thing about being a child of God, when you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, is that you know that no matter what situation you're in, you're never truly alone. Even if it looks like everybody is coming against you, even if it looks like nobody is there to support you, God is always there. He's always there and he always has your back. If you want God to have your back, no matter what, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It says it right there. Okay. Translated, God is with us. In order for it to be God to be with us, Jesus has to be in our lives. Again, this is another reason why we celebrate December 25th. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. Now, if you looked at previous at previous scriptures, OK, uh, uh, Mary was told that she was going to have a child. OK. And, and Mary was like, well, how is this possible when I don't even know anyone? I don't even know a man. I'm not even married. I don't have a boyfriend. None of that stuff. How is this going to happen? And the angel in essence was telling her that this is going to be something that's born of God. This is going to be the power of the Holy Spirit is going to is going to give you a child. And now the angel is then telling is now telling Joseph, hey, don't worry about this. Don't worry about this. That child that Mary has that you are getting ready to marry, that's getting ready to be your wife. That child is being born of the Holy Spirit. So take her, accept her. OK, it's OK. Continuing on here uh, in Matthew uh, in Matthew chapter two. Now, after uh, now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, 
Where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And he uh, and he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together. He inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Now, I'm going to pause there for a second, because this starts to explain some of the things that are happening in the world today. Okay, And we're going to look into that a little bit, a little bit later on. But if you notice there in verse number three, it said when Herod, the king heard this, that he heard that the that, that there were wise men looking to worship this child. Okay, because he's going to be born king of the Jews, it troubled Herod and it also troubled all of Jerusalem. This bothered them when they heard this. Imagine this. This this is a king that's hearing that this child that is born is going to be the savior of mankind. I'm a king. This is starting to bother me now. And people around him, they're also starting to be bothered by it. Verse four, and when he had gathered, gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. Notice now he called them secretly. So he's troubled. His people around him are troubled. He's asking them some questions. And now he secretly is calling the wise men to talk to them because he wants to ask them something. Verse number eight. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you find when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, uh, when they heard the king, they they departed and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Now, backing up there for a second uh, in in, in verse number eight, he told them secretly to the, the wise men secretly to go find where Jesus is this young child at this time and tell him and come back so that he can also worship him. That's an out and out lie. That's a lie. Okay. And the previous scriptures, again, we saw Herod was troubled. Jerusalem was troubled. Now they're seek. He's secretly telling the wise men, tell me where this child is because I want to come and worship him too. There are plans that are happening right now in secret to come against everything that has to do with the name of Jesus. Everything, and some things aren't so secret, okay? But this is where it all started. This is where that spirit, uh, um, this, that spirit of Antichrist started. That spirit that denies everything related to Jesus is, is, is his, which has already always been in, in existence. But this is where we start to see how this denial plays out to, to, uh, in, in, in times today. Okay, he had no plan to actually worship him at all. Verse number nine again, when they when they heard the king, they departed and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense and myrrh. Okay. See, this is important why we why we why we celebrate this day. Okay. There was a star. 
there was a star that was over top the place where this young child, Jesus, was being born. Nowhere in history has that ever happened except here. That's a big deal. That's why we celebrate this. These wise men came and this child was young. A young child and they worshipped him at a young age because they knew that he was there to save mankind. This is what Christmas is about. Celebrating this, the birth of this child, this Jesus Christ, who's our savior that, 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 that Herod wanted to, 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 to tell a lie to find out where he was to so that he can lie to the wise men and say, I'm going to come and worship him. We're going to look at scripture and see exactly what his plan was, that he wasn't really to come worship him. And these wise men came and they gave him these gifts as a young child. Okay. This is the importance of the day of December 25th of celebrating Jesus birthday. Verse number 12, then being divine, divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own uh, for their own country another way. Now, when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt and stay there until I bring you word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Underline that. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, out of Egypt, I called my son. Okay. So we see there that the wise men um, um, were warned not to go back. So they didn't. They went to their own country in another way. And then Joseph was also warned not to go back because Herod now is there to destroy, to destroy him. You see, when you have Jesus in your life and when you've accepted him as your personal Lord and Savior, that opens up the door for Holy Spirit to give you warnings about things to come. Warnings about you left that place. Don't go back there. Warnings about you need to flee over to this country because somebody is waiting to destroy you. That's the beautiful thing about having Jesus in your life is that you're not. And we saw in scriptures, God is with us. When you have Jesus, you're not alone. You're not alone. And I cannot stress that enough. And I can probably tell you for hours and hours all sorts of stories of things that I've been in, in situations that I've been in where it felt like I was alone. And I reached out to God and he reminded me, no, he weren't. That you're not alone. And as he brought me through, he reminded me and showed me all the times when he was actually with me, when I didn't think he was. Okay. That's the beautiful thing about having Jesus in your in, in your life. Okay. You can get these kind of warnings. Verse 16. Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry. And he sent forth the, and sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and all its districts from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. What a horrible thing. Verse 17. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah, the prophet, saying a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Okay. These scriptures here show, okay, that the same way Herod tried to take out Jesus by having him killed, going to as so far as to kill all the children that were two years and under in Bethlehem, 
assuming that if he took, if he killed all those children, that he would have killed Jesus too. For him to go through those lengths just to kill Jesus. Understand something, saints of God, or anyone listening to this message, whether you're a believer or not. That plot to get rid of Jesus and to quote unquote kill him still happens today. It still happens today. Make no mistake about it. The reason why you hear people say happy holidays is because they are afraid that someone that doesn't celebrate Christmas or that isn't a Christian is going to be offended by the fact that you dare say to them, Merry Christmas. The reason why you see Xmas versus Christmas is because they want to take Christ out of Christmas. And this has been going on for a long time. And so there's people that will tell you that, no, there's no such thing. There's no war on Christmas. That's all in your mind. That's all in your mind. But then still, still you see organizations erecting satanic, uh, um, satanic statues next to a nativity scene. A nativity scene, which is the representation of what it, it, it looked like when, when, when Jesus was being born. To erect this demonic statue next to something like that because they don't like the fact that we are celebrating Jesus. There's still a plot today to stamp Jesus out of everything. Look at any religion that's out there. Any religion. If somebody talks about how they did something in the name of some religion, everybody, oh, that's just great. That's awesome. Wow, that's really cool. I want to learn more about that. But as soon as you say, you say the name of Jesus, oh, sorry, I'm turning away. Nope, you're crazy. You're one of them. I don't want anything to do with you. People that don't end their prayers in the name of Jesus are doing it because they're afraid that the crowd that's listening to that prayer is going to be offended if they dare say in the name of Jesus. Why is this happening? It's simple. Because Jesus is the savior of all humanity. Jesus is, no one else. But see, the plots that are happening now, they can't actually get to Jesus. They can't kill Jesus because Jesus is nowhere to be found on this earth. As we know, Jesus is in heaven. So what they do is they come against us as children of God and try to shut us up because we dare stand for Jesus. We dare say in a group of people, Merry Christmas when everyone else wants to say Happy Holidays. I was in, uh, uh, I was in a store the other day dropping off a package to send back. And, and, and it was amazing that with six people there behind the counter that, 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 that one of the customers said, Oh, Happy Holidays, everyone. And when I was done with my transaction, I said, I hope you all have a Merry Christmas. And I still do that to this day. You will never catch me saying happy holidays. If you don't celebrate Christmas, then hey, that is totally on you. But I celebrate Christmas. I don't celebrate Halloween, but you don't see me getting offended if somebody tells me happy Halloween. I simply say to them, nope, sorry, I don't celebrate that day. And that's it. But this is why this, this day is so important. And this is why it should be important, not us to just, but not to just believers, but to non-believers as well, to really wrap their heads around the fact that this birth of Jesus Christ is, is not something that we should take lightly. It's not something that should be a fleeting thought. This is something that we should reflect on all the time. We don't need to just, just focus on this during the one time of the year, December 25th. This is something we should reflect on all the time, all the time. And I was praying, praying a while back. And I remember one of the things I said to God, I said, you know, Lord, I said, I don't say this enough. Thank you. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to save us, to save us from ourselves. Because if you look back in, in Genesis, 
You look back in the book of Genesis after, after, after creation, when, when God created Adam and Eve and Adam and Eve were in the garden, Satan came along and he tempted them. And they fell to that temptation, which then thrust mankind into sin. And if you follow scripture throughout, you can see that it didn't matter what laws God gave to Moses and, and no matter what he said to, to, to humans, to, 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 the, to the people, that we have proven to God over and over and over again that the law doesn't really matter. Laws don't matter to man because we always find a way to break the laws when they are not convenient to us. And so God knew that and said, you know what? Mankind in his heart is evil because of the sin that's in the world. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to redeem mankind by sending my son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins. Now, this is not going to be a message about uh, a Resurrection Sunday kind of message talking about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But I want to focus on that just a little bit there, because if, if, if God didn't do that and if Jesus was never born, we would not be in a state where we can actually spend eternity in heaven. It would not be possible. Because everything that God talked about being holy in, in, in the beginning parts of the Old Testament, mankind over and over and over and over again constantly went against that. Constantly went against that. So by having Jesus Christ in our lives, the times that we slip and stumble gives us the ability to say, I just offended God. I did something that was mispleasing to him. Holy Spirit, let me know about it. Now I'm going to go to God and I'm going to ask him for forgiveness. And I know that he's going to wipe away all my sins. He's going to wash me. Wash me and make me whiter than snow when I ask him for forgiveness. But that's only available to us that though to, to those of us that have Jesus Christ. And that's why it's so critical. And I'm saying this a lot, but that's why it's so critical for us to really, really know that and get that deeply planted and rooted in our spirit. So that when we celebrate Christmas, we really, 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 really understand what we're celebrating or to say who we're celebrating and why we're celebrating it. Okay. If Jesus wasn't born, he would have never preached the gospel. He would have never made disciples. He would have never showed us how to cast out demons, how to heal the sick, how to make, how, how to have plenty with little as he, as he fed the 5,000. We wouldn't have learned all sorts of things about what it truly means to live a life acceptable to God. He would have never then been able to have been crucified. He would have never then been able to rise from the dead and take with him the keys, the keys to the kingdom. He would have never then been able to send the helper and the Holy Spirit. If you look at that in all its totality, you start to see just how wonderful this birth was. To see just how much this birth actually means and why it's so important for us to celebrate this, knowing all of those things. The last few scriptures here in winding down are going to come out of the Amplified Translation. And we're going to go into the book of Colossians. And we're going to go to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. And we're going to go to verse number 13. Okay. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. So we looked at Jesus from the beginning. Okay. Understanding that he's God. He's part of creating, uh, part of the creation of everything. He was born, and, and ever since he was born, that there's always been a plot to, to, to try to take him out physically while he was on the earth. And now that he's been resurrected, there's still plots to stamp Jesus out of everything. Let's see a little bit more about who Jesus is. 
Colossians 1 verse 13, for he has rescued us and has drawn us to himself from the dominion of darkness and has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption because of his sacrifice resulting in the forgiveness of our sins and the cancellation of sins penalty. Underline that if you don't have that underlined already. Because of his sacrifice resulting in the forgiveness of our sins and the cancellation of sins penalty. He is the exact living image, the essential manifestation of the unforeseen God, the visible representation of the invisible the firstborn, the preeminent one, the sovereign and the originator of all creation, not some, all creation. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created and exist through him. That is by his activity and for him. So we see here again that it talks about not only that Jesus created everything, and we saw that in, in previous scriptures, but also that everything was created for him. Not just by him, for him. Which means Jesus is king of kings and lord of lords. Okay? So when we celebrate his birth, this is who we're celebrating. This is who we're celebrating. And we see in verse 14 there that, 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 that because of his sacrifice, we can be forgiven of our sins. And when we are forgiven of our sins, it's the cancellation of any penalty that comes with sin. Every sin that's committed comes with a price to pay. It comes with some sort of penalty. With Jesus, and you ask for that forgiveness, those penalties get canceled out. That sin gets erased. That sin gets erased from God's mind and that penalty of that sin gets canceled out. But in order for that to happen, we have to have Jesus in our lives so that we can repent of those sins. But this is who Jesus is, the canceler of sins, the savior of humanity, the one that created all things, not only just created them, but created for him by his activity. Verse 17. And he himself existed and is before all things and in him, all things hold together. He is the controlling cohesive force of the universe. So anyone that talks about the big bang theory and how there was just this random atom that exploded and created everything that's in existence. And they look at science and how gravitational forces play into uh, um, the orbiting of planets around the sun understand that Jesus is the one that holds that gravitational orbit that, that gr those gravitational forces and keeps the planets from hitting each other or from us crashing into the sun everything that's moving around in the universe scientists talk about the universe is expanding and it's doing this and it's moving and it's all of these things everything that's held together in the universe is held together by Jesus it says it right there in verse 17 and in him, all things hold together. He is the controlling, cohesive force of the universe. Verse 18. He is also, look at this now. He is also the head, the life source and leader of the body, the church. And he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will occupy the first place. He will stand supreme and will be preeminent in everything. For it is pleased the Father for all, uh, 
For it is pleased the Father for all the fullness of deity, the sum total of his essence, all his perfection, powers, and attributes to dwell permanently in him, the Son. And through the intervention of the Son to reconcile all things to himself, making peace with believers through the blood of his cross, through him I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. That's a lot there. That's a lot to talk about in terms of who Jesus is. And again, why it is that we celebrate this day. He is the head of the church. He is the head of the body of Christ. It's Jesus. He is. That's why we as children of God, we, 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 we should really, really, really celebrate this. He's the head of our lives or he should be the head of our lives. Okay. This is the Jesus that we celebrate. It's his birth that we celebrate. Verse 20, and through the intervention of the son to reconcile all things to himself, making peace with the believers through the blood of his cross, through him I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. Again, we can go to Jesus and ask him, for, we can go to God and ask for forgiveness and Jesus is right there backing us up. When the devil is bringing about accusations against us because we messed something up. We slipped and stumbled and he's up there bringing accusations against us. Jesus is right there saying, but father, however, here's what your son did. Your son repented. Your daughter repented. He walked. He turned 180 degrees away from that. And God forgives us. But that was because Jesus had to die on the cross and be resurrected. Jesus is the only one. The only one that has ever died and was raised from the dead. The only one. There's all sorts of documentation of situations where people have been, been pronounced clinically dead and they were alive again. That's not the same thing as this because anybody that falls into that category will die again. Lazarus, while Jesus, Lazarus, while Jesus raised him from the dead, Lazarus ended up dying. He ended up dying. Jesus, on the other hand, when he died and he rose again, he didn't die again. He's very much alive. Jesus said that he has the power to lay down his own life and raise it up again. This is the Jesus that we celebrate on December 25th. This is who he is. This day stands for so much. It stands for so much. His birth gives us the authority to tread on serpents. His birth gives us access to God, the father and the Holy Spirit. His birth gives us victory. His birth gives us health. And his birth made it possible for us to obtain eternal life. None of those things would be possible if Jesus wasn't born. This day is a special day. Don't just don't just celebrate it because it's habit. Don't take Jesus for granted. Really do some reflecting on what this day means. And I pray that if you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you're listening to this message, I pray that you hear God calling to you and that you respond to that call and that you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you heard this message and you are already saved, 
I pray that by listening to these words that you, 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 you reflect on what this day really is and that it brings you closer and closer and closer to Jesus Christ. And I pray for everyone that none of us ever take this day for granted. And then none of us ever take Jesus for granted. Because there are still so many out there that don't know who Jesus is. There are some out there that may have heard of Jesus and just never accepted him. But this day, this day is a celebration of everything that Jesus did for us. The birth of the Savior of all humanity. What he has done who he is and what he means to us and who he really is to us in our lives. So take some time during this Christmas season to reflect on the birth of Jesus, to reflect on who he is, reflect on who he is in your life and the relationship that you have with him and and use this time to really, 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 really grasp when we say that Jesus is the reason for the season. Well, praise God. I hope this message was a blessing to you. And before we close, let's pray. Dear Lord God, Jehovah, I want to thank you, Lord, for these wonderful words that we heard today, Lord. I want to pray for everyone that heard this, Lord God, that through this message, that they will have a closer relationship with you, that they would not forget the true meaning behind Christmas, and that this would create a new outlook on what this day really means to us and, and create a, an even more, more of an appreciation for the birth of your son and for what he did for us. Lord God, I also pray that if there's anyone out there that heard this message that doesn't know you, Lord God, that they would come to know you, Lord, that you will call out to them, that your Holy Spirit will continue to reach out to them, Lord God, and that they would be able to hear you, Lord God, so that they too can know your awesome, awesome, awesome and wonderful ways, Lord God, and that they would know your awesome son, Jesus Christ. Lord God, we praise you and we thank you for all things that you have done for us, both great and small. I pray that you go in his peace. I pray that you go in his strength. And I pray that you go with a new relationship, a renewed and new relationship with Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, praise God. Again, I hope this message was a blessing to you. And if it was, feel free to pass this on to friend, family, and loved ones, and, and even anyone that might be uh, giving you a hard time because God does call us to pray for those that would be in opposition to us. You can find us online at genesis1.sermon.net. Um, genesis1 is one word, and if you click on the upper right-hand corner, you'll see, or excuse me, genesis-1.sermon.net. And if you click on the, right, uh, the upper right-hand corner and click the subscribe button, you'll be able to be notified anytime new content is posted. We also have a YouTube channel. You can find us at Genesis One uh, Christian Ministries, Genesis One, two words. And we also have an app in the Google Play Store as well as the Apple App Store. And everything is made uh, free, available to you because we just want to spread the word um, and give these things freely to you as the same way that Jesus has given it to us freely. Well, I pray that you go in his peace and you go in his, in his joy and his love. And I pray that you have a very, very, very Merry Christmas full of nothing but joy and good times. And that that joy you experience during this time of the year will carry throughout regardless of the day or whatever situation you may go through. I also pray that you just go in strength and knowing that you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. Be blessed. <music>